This is Jerry Bingham, host of Hush Loudly on WGN+. Sensitive people have a lot of gifts. A lot of times we focus on the obstacles or challenges, but I think it's really important for sensitive people to remember that their sensitivity also comes with amazing gifts. Hi, I'm Jen Granovan, the co-author of Sensitive and the founder of IntrovertDeer.com. You're listening to Hush Loudly on WGN. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Hush Loudly, where we talk about all things introverted. And today I have a special guest who I have admired for many, many years for her work in the introvert space. But we're going to talk to her today about something else. I have to add that she is a member of Hush Loudly's Game Changers Introverts to Watch list in 2023. I'm honored to have her in our company because, as I said, I have admired her from afar for many years. So let me introduce you to Jen Graneman. She is the founder of Introvert Deer the world's largest community for introverts. And she's also the co-author of Sensitive and the author of The Secret Lives of Introverts. She is an educator and a journalist, and she's been featured in the New York Times, Washington Post, the BBC, and more. Since embracing her own introversion and sensitivity, she said she's read too many self-help books and she lives a pleasantly boring life in St. Paul, Minnesota. Welcome, Jen, to Hush Loudly. Hi, Jerry. I'm excited to be here, and that was such a nice introduction. (laughs) So happy to have you here. You just don't know how Introvert Deer has just meant so much to me over the years. I don't know how I found it, but it has just been very meaningful, and I appreciate you and appreciate the work that you do, so I'm so happy to have you. Let me start with the first question we ask everyone. Are you an introvert? Yes, I am (laughs) definitely an introvert. I'm about as introverted as they get. Okay. And how does this manifest or how did you come to realize this? Tell us a little bit about that. Sure. So I learned I'm an introvert probably about 10 or 15 years ago when I came across a book by Marty Olson Laney called The Introvert Advantage. Yes. And I remember just suddenly feeling really seen, although I didn't have that language at the time to know, to know what it felt to be seen. But I thought, wow, there are other people out there like me, other introverts. There are other people who like to stay home on a Friday night instead of going out and partying. And there are other people who just really need quiet and calm in their lives. And there are other people who like to be alone. You know, it, it, it's not something lonely necessarily, but something you enjoy to be alone. Yes. And there are so many out there who express those same sentiments. Being lonely and being alone are two very different things. Yes. So before we talk about being a highly sensitive person, which is what the topic of our show is today and your book, Tell us briefly about Introvert Deer, which I referenced earlier. Tell us about this network. Tell us about the newsletter blog. I don't even know what you call it. I call it a newsletter. Um, But tell us a little bit about it and how you started that. I started Introvert Deer back in 2013 after I learned what it means to be an introvert. 
I was living with an extroverted roommate. So I wanted to write about what it was like to be an introvert living in an extrovert's world. So I started out with a lot of personal posts. I think one of my first posts was about trying to throw myself a birthday party as an introvert, (laughs) you know, and, and how, you know, it was fun, but also exhausting. And today it's grown into a lot more. It's like an online magazine where there are lots, not just my own. So we like to give introverts advice and inspiration and tips and also just let them know that they're not alone in their introversion. There's nothing wrong with being an introvert and being an introvert is awesome. It's an awesome thing. Isn't it? You know, it's like, and when I talk to people, especially those younger people who I'm trying to help empower because they don't understand and value and see their worth like we do because they haven't gotten there yet. I always say the fact that we are misunderstood, the fact that we may be on the quieter side makes us stronger. It it just allows the adaptability and the flexibility and how we're able to do so much more because we've had to. And yeah, so I I agree with you. It's a gift. And speaking of gifts, talking about HSP, highly sensitive person, and I'm so interested in that as well because I made the discovery that I'm an HSP too. I don't remember nice. how this came about a few years ago. And I know you mentioned Elaine Aaron in your book and I started following her. I don't know how I came to that, but again, and as you speak about in this book, it's a gift. So let's talk about what's a highly sensitive person and then Give us, like, how common is it? And then we'll talk about the book that you've authored called Sensitive with Andre Solo. Sure. So a highly sensitive person is someone who is more in tune with their environment. And just to be clear, you can be an introvert and a highly sensitive person. Actually, most highly sensitive people are introverts, about 70%. But you can also be a highly sensitive person and an extrovert. So about 30% of highly sensitive people are extroverts. And it's going to look a little bit different for you depending on whether you're an introvert or an extrovert. But basically, a highly sensitive person is someone who is very responsive. So in fact, I like to say that a better word perhaps than sensitivity would be a person who is responsive. Because if you're sensitive, you're responding more to the world around you. You're responding more to the physical environment, like the lights, the noise, the, the texture of your clothes on your body, the taste of something in your mouth. But you're also responding more to your experiences. You're responding more to your emotions. You're responding more to joy, to sadness, to loss, to grief, to excitement, to love, You're responding more to everything. It's just the way your body is wired. And along with responding more, the sensitive brain processes things deeply. So you reflect on things more. You think about things more. Your brain chews on things more. So, of course, this can be challenging in life. I think we all have probably experienced those challenges as sensitive people. But it can also be an incredible gift. Just think of what the mind can do if you are taking in more information and then your brain is doing more with it. Yeah, this it just resonates with me and hopefully with many of our listeners. A lot of the things that you described, 
I think including the, the noise and the lights and all that's going on around you, it fascinates me how I am bothered by things that other people are not. And so I've had to accept that and to make the environment, the space that I need to thrive, to help me thrive at home and in the workplace. But it's funny, I live on a busy street and I hear every car that passes mm-hmm, and so much, and it's more than just hearing it. I can't really describe it, but you know what it means. Mm-hmm. And it, it's at the point where I, I feel like it's getting worse and I feel like I'm going to have to make a decision about what's best for me in my home and what brings me the solitude that I need to give me the peace and joy. And I don't have the clothing thing, but I have a friend that does. And you are very clear and articulate in how you talked about what an HSP is, because I think that if people see highly sensitive, they think, oh, the other, if they think of it negatively, like you are too soft or you are too I don't know how people describe you are weak or you're fragile fragile you're too sensitive yeah yeah and that's not it at all and so it's interesting the tie to introversion as well yeah I can Um, tell you that when I first started writing the book people would ask me what's your book about and I would say highly sensitive people and sometimes people knew what that meant but most of the time people didn't and they thought it meant you know, they thought it meant all kinds of things. Some people thought I was writing a book about how to tell society to be less politically sensitive and less mm-hmm. less easily offended. People would bring up the word snowflake. So, mm-hmm. yeah, there, there are just a lot of misconceptions out there about what sensitivity really is in terms of being a personality trait. Yeah. Do you know when this term came about, this HSP, highly sensitive? Dr. Elaine Aaron came up with the term back in the 1990s. She is the researcher who coined Mm -hmm. the term and came up with the concept. Mm -hmm. Okay. So your book, again, so I started reading Sensitive. I have not finished, but I think I'll probably be able to finish it this weekend. It resonated with me on so many levels, and I hope also with our listeners. But when you talked about the intersection of being a highly sensitive person and other identities, which is something that I talk about on my platform about introversion when you are pairing that with your race or your gender or your age or your sexual preference. And so as a black woman, I talk about that and I'm actually writing about that too. But I want to know if you could share your research on that and about Miss Price, who you quoted in your book. Sure. So I spoke with Rainisha Price. She's a black woman and a highly sensitive person. She writes regularly for our website, sensitiverefuge.com. And she talked to me about growing up in a mostly white town in Kentucky. When someone called for a racial slur, she got very angry and wanted to make sense of the situation. This is when she was, I believe, in elementary school. Uh, She wanted to know why someone would say that. She says it was her unquenchable thirst to know more as a sensitive person to understand why someone would say something like that. But her dad insisted that she remain calm and confident and not let any of those emotions show. So I'd like to just read a quote from her writing because I think she says it better than I ever could. Okay. So Rainisha writes, 
being raised a black woman, you are taught that strong isn't what you have to be. It's what you are, period. So many times, too many to count, what I felt like on the inside didn't mirror who I was supposed to be. If I retreated to my room for the me time, that sensitive me craved, that alone time that all HSPs need to process their thoughts and feelings, I was labeled as funny acting and moody or mocked as having an undiagnosed psychological problem. So Renisha told me that she felt like something was wrong with her for being a sensitive black woman because black people are often expected to project that image of mental toughness and strength, one that's free of emotion in order to cope with the stress of racism. So it wasn't until her late 30s when an exceptional therapist helped her embrace her sensitivity that Renisha said she was finally able to believe that she no longer had to hide that sensitive part of herself. Thank you. And thank you for adding that and doing your research and being so inclusive on who and what you included in your book. So thank you for that. And it's interesting when you, what you said about Ms. Price, who was questioning and one and asking why would a person say that, you made me think about, is that a trait of ours where, you know, because I'm the same way when something happens, okay, it happens, but I need to dig deep and find out, well, why would they do that? Right. What would make sense? And I noticed it helps me in one sense in areas where I'm trying to understand if someone is being transparent, if someone is being honest, because it's like my logic or something turns on mm-hmm. and I go through my head like, well, why would, what is the intent? And it helps me understand people better. And I thought it was just a Jerry thing, but maybe it's an HSC thing. Do you know? I think maybe it's both, but yeah, sensitive people tend to want to know why. And sensitive people also tend to be really tuned in to other people. And in fact, there's some research that shows that the sensitive brain becomes more activated when looking at pictures of people as, as compared to pictures of objects or something else. So sensitive people really tune into other people. People are like the brightest thing on our radar. We can't help but notice them. So couple that with our deep thinking, our need to know why, our need to go deep and find meaning in things. Yeah, I, I spend a lot of time asking myself, why did they do that? Or why, why did that happen the way it did? Yeah. And, and it, can, it can mean you learn a lot from your experiences. I think we really dig a lot of insight out of our experiences. But it can also be kind of torturous sometimes when you're yes. wondering why someone said or did something that they said or did. Yes, yes. And talking about other people, and I know this with, I think, introversion and with being highly sensitive, the way we absorb other people's energies and we have to learn how to set boundaries. We have to be careful of the people that we let in our lives and in our spaces. And I have noticed that we are like magnets for narcissists and people who may not have the goodwill or good intentions that we have and who see us for a purpose. And I want to talk about those, what I say would be an opposite energy to ours and they drain us and all of that stuff. 
So what can we do? Do you have any tools or resources that can help us manage these people or recover from bad experiences with these people or just kick them out of our lives? Any advice on that? Yeah, if you're a sensitive person, you've probably encountered a narcissist at some point in your life. Quite because, a few. Yes, yeah. Because sensitive people have a lot of empathy and we also do a lot of that important emotional work as in helping helping ourselves and other people process emotions. Narcissists are drawn to that. They're drawn to our niceness. They're drawn to our generosity. And unfortunately, they often want, well, not, I shouldn't say often, unfortunately, they are driven to take advantage of it. So I think the first step, if you're dealing with someone who is narcissistic, or maybe they're not narcissistic, maybe they're just overly negative, or they have, you know, they have a bad effect on you. I think the first step is to become aware of it. A lot of times, sensitive people aren't even aware of how other people are affecting us. We, we, we feel it in our bodies, but we're not necessarily consciously aware of it because we want to be nice. We want to be helpful. We want to support people and be generous and caring and loving toward them. So the first step is to recognize how you're feeling around other people. Listen to your body. Listen to your emotions. See how other people's energy affects you. And when you can start to pinpoint relationships that are one-sided or where someone is being toxic, then you can start to take steps to, to limit your contact with them. So you'll have to set up some boundaries. You'll have to think about how much you want that person in your life. Maybe you can have them in your life in small doses. But maybe they, you can't have them in your life at all. You know, that, that is often what happens with narcissists or people who really severely cross our boundaries like narcissists do. And I've had to do that. It's challenging with work, too, right. because I've had quite a few narcissistic bosses, and I'll have to leave. That, right. I, I, that's just what I have to do because you spend so much time with that person. and I. Just what you said, listen to your body. If I'm coming home and I'm exhausted on a whole nother level and I'm still thinking about the toxicity and I wake up not feeling right and sluggish and, and I know now, right. fortunate enough where I do have some skills and expertise and I can go and get another job. But I wonder, I hate it for people who don't and who or don't yeah. feel that they are marketable and, and have to stay in those situations. But thank you. For that, any advice separately for the for the job front if you can't leave? Yeah, that's really tough because, yeah, the best thing you can do is to get away from a narcissist. But yeah. I understand yeah. that that's not always possible, whether it's work or whether it's co-parenting or family yeah. or whatever. Yeah, that's when yeah. you need to have really strong boundaries. And I think it's important to, to just put things in perspective with the narcissist. Don't try to make them understand you. Don't try to get them to see how they're hurting you. Save your breath. Save your energy. A person who is a true narcissist isn't going to get it. They're not going to understand you. They're not going to give you the respect that you deserve. So find a way to hold your peace and do what you need to do to protect yourself. Do what you need to do to put those boundaries in place and give up trying to make them get it because they won't get it. That's that's what I've had to learn with the narcissist in my life. Yes. 
Jen, you said it. Everybody, you heard it here. Okay, so let's talk about empaths. I'm thinking that empaths and HSPs may be related or I'm not sure. I've studied that as well. I had the pleasure of meeting Dr. Judith Orloff and was told oh, I was an, Yes, was told I was an empath years ago and I didn't know what it was. And as the person who was an empath was telling me and he was like, Do you do this? Do you he, he knew it as mm-hmm. soon as I walked in in the room mm-hmm. and it blew my mind. And then that led me to Judith Orloff and I had great conversations with her as well. But is it the same? Is an empath and an HSP the same? Some people will say they're the same. Some people will say they're not the same. Empaths do share the traits of highly sensitive people. So personally, I see them as being very similar, if not one in the same. Mm-hmm. Highly sensitive people have a lot of empathy They are often able to read other people very well. I like to say that they are our best human lie detectors because Mm -hmm. they just notice the nuances. They Mm -hmm. know when someone isn't being honest or or maybe they can't quite tell what's going on, but they know when something's a little off, right? We can't read minds, but, but, but we can tell when something's a little off. And then a lot of times sensitive people absorb the emotions of other people. So like, let's say your spouse comes home and he's stressed. Well, maybe you suddenly feel stressed, even though you had been having a perfectly fine day. Or maybe you're absorbing the sadness of your friend or your child. Um, and there, there's work there that sensitive people can do to, to absorb those painful emotions less. And that's something we talk about in our book. But yeah, there, there, are, there are a lot of overlapping traits between sensitive people and empaths. Okay. Can we talk about the benefits of being a highly sensitive person? I know you have a chapter about our gifts. Can you talk to us about the gifts and then talk about obstacles or challenges as well for highly sensitive people? Sure. So sensitive people have a lot of gifts. A lot of times we focus on the obstacles or challenges, but I think it's really important for sensitive people to remember that their sensitivity also comes with amazing gifts. So sensitive people tend to be very creative because when you're taking in more information and your brain is doing more with it and your brain is making more connections, well, yeah, you're going to be creative. You're going to have new ideas or make connections that other people aren't making. So sensitive people are often writers or artists or healers or new product innovators or people who are just on the front of a social movement trying to bring change and um, creative new directions into our world. One of my favorite gifts of sensitive people is the fact that sensitivity is linked to brilliance. Um, I interviewed Linda Silverman, the, the development center, and she said that often the people with the highest IQs have the traits of sensitive people. So that's not to say that every sensitive person is a genius, but sensitive people, well, because their brains are processing deeply and taking in so much information, they have their area of brilliance. So I just think it's it's incredible. There there are so many gifts of sensitive people. I could go on and on. Uh, we, We have high empathy. We have sensory intelligence. So we're more aware of little details in our environment. This can be really important for athletes. And then, of course, we have deep and rich emotions. And a lot of times people say to me, well, 
strong emotions, that sounds like a curse, not a gift. Well, yes, there can be challenges with strong emotions. But at the same time, your life is made so much more full when you have such a vivid emotional world like sensitive people do. Wow. And Jen just said that I was brilliant, everybody. I'm just saying that. Um, yes, you, you are brilliant. So, see? So, okay. So now we, we said it. Thank you, Jen, for acknowledging that. Um, I'm glad I could be here today and tell you that. <laughs> I I hope someone told you that long before I arrived. No, it's no. True. You're the first. Yeah. Oh, no. Oh. <laughs> So, you know, I also want to talk about romance and dating. Is it different for highly sensitive people? And I'm not trying to tell all of my business, but I don't know. I just wonder because I think of it. Look at me telling my business anyway. (laughs) I've had I've had only a few serious relationships and I always wonder is what's wrong with me mm-hmm. and I because I think I'm nice I'm fun you know but maybe I'm not nice fun well well thank you and brilliant you just told yeah, me and that. brilliant but I just wonder can we talk about romance for highly sensitive people is it more challenging or just anything you can share on that sure so I I mean to share my business I I'm single myself right now, so I am still trying to figure this all out. But there is some research that says sensitive people are less satisfied in their marriages overall. And maybe one of the reasons for that is because we crave meaning. We aren't just in a relationship to have another person around. We want to have... Nope. No, we, 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 it's not, we don't just want a warm body next to no, us, right? We want not. meaningful I'll interactions. Wait. Yeah. Yes. And, and that emotional intimacy and, and connection. So, yeah, I think there are some extra challenges for sensitive people in the romance department because not everyone wants that meaningful relationship like we do. Yeah. And so it can, it can be hard to find. Plus, I think just the challenges inherent to dating kind of go against the sensitive person's nature. Yeah. You know, um, <laughs> you know just I, I have a friend, I, I would describe her as an extrovert and not sensitive. And she recently decided to jump back into the dating game. And her strategy was, I'm just going to say yes to every guy on the dating app and go on tons and tons and tons of dates. She was like no. on like five dates a week. And I mean, she probably went through 30 or 40 of these first dates and eventually she did find someone amazing. But I'm like, wow, as an yeah. introvert and a sensitive person, like, I I can't do that. Like, I I, I just don't have the energy to do, <laughs> to, to do five, six dates a week. Wow. Yeah, that would just be so draining and exhausting. But I guess it's a numbers yeah. game. That's what people say. But yeah, uh-huh. it worked for her, but it's I'm good. not sure that it works for me or, or other yeah. introverts or sensitive people. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so we're all still trying to figure that out. Yeah. Okay, so, you know, I could talk to you for an hour, but I know that we have to start to wrap this up. I've appreciated you so much. But I want to talk more about your book. Tell us about the community for HSTs. You mentioned Sensitive Refuge. Tell us more about the other communities that you could guide us to for people who want to learn more about the community. Sure, yeah. So you can always find my work on introvertdeer.com, D-E-A-R, like writing a letter, not the animal. (laughs) I get questions about that. Um, Highly Sensitive Refuge is 
another website for highly sensitive people that I co-founded with co-author Andre. And then, of course, you can find me all over social media under my name, Jen Graneman. I'm on TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all the places. And of course, you can find my book through my online presence. The book is everywhere, too. <laughs> yes. And the book is entitled Sensitive. Yes. And it was just released this year. How long did it take you to write it? Oh, my gosh. Um, my whole life? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're building content your whole yeah. life. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. but in, you know, about, I want to say, three years from the very start of it to the the end of it. Okay. Well, congratulations, Jen, on your book. Thank you so much for joining us. Everyone, please follow Jen Graneman and learn more about being highly sensitive, learn more about introversion, and just learn more about the people that are around you because you are most likely, if you are an extrovert, you are surrounded by introverts. And, you know, you're you're just surrounded by us, so learn more about us. So yeah, thank you so you much, do. Jen, for joining us on Hush Loudly. Thank you. This was such a pleasure. Enjoy Hush Loudly, please subscribe and rate us on Apple Podcasts and wherever you listen to us. Did you know Hush Loudly has t-shirts? Yep, show the world you're an introvert without saying a word. We also have t-shirts for the extroverts in our lives who need us. Go to hushloudly.com slash shop.